Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Joanna Townsend, who is a licensed therapist and self-proclaimed big feeler. She lives in Bozeman, Montana, where she helps folks feel their feelings and be more kind and compassionate with themselves. She offers lots of educational content on Instagram, which is how I found her, and I love what she does there. Um, She also has a course on feelings. She does and shares some supportive talks, one-on-one work, and she has an upcoming group on anti-perfectionism. It is no wonder that I was called to bring you on. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Jessica. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to chat a little bit more with you today. Yes, I'm really excited about this particular topic because the post that it's based on really spoke to me. But before we jump in, give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that intro speaks a little to that. And I'm a licensed therapist, but of course, I am a person with my own story and narratives. And I'm just really the parts of that like light up my work is working with women and particularly millennials and really understanding like how we got to where we are, whether it's entrepreneurship or some hardship and um, helping ourselves like feel our feelings. That's something I really love doing and feel super passionate about and helping people understand like what's going on in our nervous systems when when we have an upcoming, I don't know, project or any stressor going on and really just yeah, keeping our emotional humanity as part of how we think about ourselves. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest, one of the first big lessons I learned in my healing personal development journey many, many, many years ago. I was actually was working with a um, heart math coach and mm. she on our, very, I'll never forget this, on our very, very first call, she first two seconds. She's like, okay. So I ask three questions at the start of every call. And the first question is, how are you feeling right now? And I immediately, like immediately felt tears come up. And I just had this incredible sense of like, oh my God, there's like, I am just living so on the surface. And the second someone inquires like truly genuinely about what I'm feeling, it was just this immediate emotional response of like, shit, I'm feeling a lot (laughs) and I'm not recognizing any of it. And one of the exercises that she had me start doing was every morning I would write down using the feelings wheel. I'm such a fan of the feelings wheel. She would have me pull up the feelings wheel and I'd write down three things that I was feeling. And then if I wanted to shift that three ways I wanted to feel that day, And it was like my first foray into this idea of feeling all your feelings and, you know, understanding the whole spectrum of, you know, 
feeling the good feelings feel so good when we allow ourselves to also feel the challenging feelings. Um, so I really like resonate with everything that you share around that. Cause it's been, um, a really important part of my journey, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, how are you really right? Mm-hmm. And not just the, how are you like space filler or greeting? Right. And yeah, there's so much depth. I mean, we all have so many feelings and we all share a nervous system, you know, it just mm-hmm. looks and operates and has different wirings and all of that, but yeah. we all have lots of things going on, but we haven't really been socialized to allow for that. And that in my opinion and practice, like is what creates so many of our mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we're talking, I'm like, I think we might need to schedule a second episode and talk about, <laughs> talk about this feelings aspect. Cause I want to talk about the initial idea, but I'm like, I think we need to dive in here. So we'll touch on that later, but we'll press pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I want to talk about today and listeners, you can find a link to this specific post on her Instagram page in the show notes. But I saw something that she shared. It says three ways to set intentions for 2023. And I know that sounds like so typical, but it's not typical the way that she shares it. And that's what really stuck out to me. So she shares base how to set intentions with greater meaning. And there are three pieces to this values, shedding, and inviting. And I love this framework, this way of thinking about it. And that's what I want to talk about today. So maybe start with like, give us like a general idea of why thinking about intention setting, maybe versus goal setting or resolutions, why it matters to shift your mindset around this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll start with, even though it seems separate from the feelings conversation, I think it's also related because we have a lot of anxiety as the transition to the new year, which is seasonally funny because it's for Northern Hemisphere folks smack dab in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seems more like a spring thing that should happen. But we're often setting resolutions or goals to fix our feelings, mm. especially with New Year stuff, right? And the difference with, I know, culture is getting, um, changing the language from resolutions solutions to more intention setting, because that feels more, it's expansive, it's more open, it is more welcoming than this goal that I have to do this thing three days a week that will, maybe we'll think it will solve our unhappiness or discontentment, but it's also creating more anxiety and pressure. And so, you know, the intention setting can A, be more sustainable, is be more realistic, but also see just like feels more connected to what we actually need than a goal that I don't know, is fear-based or something. Yeah. And it feels a lot more feminine than that masculine, like set a hard goal, make it happen, force, push. It's a lot more like, how am I feeling? How do I want to feel? And how might I be able, what intention can help me reach that space or that way of being? Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. So the way that you suggest going about this, as I said, are these three pieces. So let's start with piece number one, connecting to your values, exploring what life could look like if you felt closer to those. So I think talking about your values is so important and, and something that I, I want to always be doing more is thinking about my values. So walk us through that piece of this experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. Values can be so vital just to understand ourselves and what we care about because the things that we care about are often the things that we do want to show up for. Mm. And we all have values. And of course, a lot of them come from things that we maybe perceive are important, but ultimately like we can all identify unique ones, you know, that really speak to us and who we are. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we can also easily describe someone else as things that we can tell are valuable to them because of the time they put into it, the energy, you know, how they embody it or any of that. And I think values can also help us when we are struggling with what is not being met or what is missing or what is what did we forget about when we got trapped in this idea of what we need to be doing and especially as entrepreneurs that comes up so much mm-hmm. and I've heard this before and chatted with friends before about this like if you want to do this idea of if you want to do self work or really like face your fears start a business and like see what comes up mm-hmm. and so you know the masculine like you brought up that piece of doing and proving and achieving and like all of that is it really impacts our nervous system Mm -hmm. and when we can come back to like okay what do I care about though do I care about connection and community or impact or empowerment and am I also living according to that and I think it's hard as entrepreneurs to sometimes check ourselves the things that we're teaching or using and how we market or whatever we also doing that um, and time and time again, when I notice I'm maybe more in that frenzied mindset, um, it's because I've like been, haven't been true to my values and coming back to them can help like with alignment. And that's, I think what a lot of us look for with new year's stuff or any transition, even though it doesn't have to be, you know, January 1st, but a way to kind of check in with ourselves, like what's going on? How are we? What's not happening? What are things that we care about that we haven't been intentional about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like values can kind of be like our anchor in some ways Mm -hmm. and also sort of like our guardrails in some ways. Like, am I living within my values, what I deem to be important, or am I making choices that push me out of there? Or in this case, am I looking ahead to whatever I want to achieve and and like anchoring that in the things that I deem to be important versus what I see everyone, you know, like, especially in the entrepreneur space and the coaching space, all these people are having these million dollar launches and running these huge memberships and all, and it can be so easy to get lost in some, someone else's values and forget, actually, I want to build my business and set intentions around my values. Yeah. That's so well put. Yeah, I love that kind of anchoring, but also the guardrails just Mm -hmm. to help bounce us back when we're maybe going in a direction that we're being pulled towards, but is it coming from us or what we need or what we care about or our value? Exactly. Do you have any recommendations for listeners who are like, I don't really know what my values are? Like, do you have any recommendations for like an exercise or something they can do to start digging into that? Yeah. You're right. It is hard because it's not um, something that we can always easily access. And my favorite way and way I most often use is let's just pull up a values list. There's tons Mm -hmm. available and see what we connect with. And sometimes we'll notice 
what are the should and ought to values, Mm -hmm. the ones that more often have to do with like accomplishment or power or back to that, like, you know, the energy behind those and how we feel versus what are the ones that we're curious about? Like, what are the ones if we pull up a list, it feels like, yeah, that's me. Um, or yeah, I'm drawn to that. And maybe it's not something someone feels they're practicing right now, but it's like, there's curiosity around it. Mm-hmm. So differentiating this, I should value this, or this is what I feel like I need to care about. And what do I actually, my ideal self cares about or feels drawn to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that idea of looking at a values list and then splitting your own list into two. And it's like, okay, I'm drawn to this, but do I feel like I should be drawn to this? Or is it really connecting with who I am? And you might not even, my, I'm thinking like you might not even know right away, right? You might not necessarily immediately recognize. And so maybe part of this practice is making those two lists, but then sitting with them and sort of letting it, letting it sit with you and and coming back to it a couple of times and saying, does this belong on this side of the list? Like, is this a true value or is it a should value or vice versa? And really giving yourself space to get clear on what those are. Cause we're under so many layers, you know, like we, we might not immediately recognize, um, yeah, what, what really is us and what really aligns with us. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I mean, through all of the work that we do just on ourselves, you know, in the spaces we're in, sometimes the values we think we hold are just because they've been there for so long or they've mm-hmm. been told to us or we thought they were ours or we've internalized someone else's or it's just the systems and we're kind of living according to what every system tells us we should care about. And um, so it can be hard to really extract like, yeah, what are mine? And when we can do that, I think it just leads to so much more self-clarity and discovery. And Mm -hmm. again, just like openness and curiosity and excitement versus like fear around not enoughness or all those other self-worth stuff that get triggered with business or work or entrepreneurship or anything. Yeah. It's such a good point that we might be connecting in with old stories and old beliefs and using this also as an opportunity to start understanding what stories and beliefs are not serving me are not actually in alignment with who I desire to be or what I desire to bring to the world. And using that just as a jumping off point, you know, you don't have to know what to do or how to get rid of that, but simply recognizing that and creating awareness around it, I think is probably a really powerful step. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So this feels like it actually fits really well with the next part of your framework here, which is shedding, naming what you're wanting to shed, considering what it may feel like to practice these more. So talk to me, I guess we're kind of already talking about it, but what haven't we mentioned in this idea of shedding those pieces that are no longer serving us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the the reason why it's sort of the second piece from that is because when we're able to identify what feels like my value, but maybe something that isn't actually true to who I know myself to be or who I want to be or what actually sits well in my body when I think about it um, and identifying, yeah, what are these either values or just behaviors or uh, choices or whatever that 
isn't isn't serving me, isn't working for me. And so when we can point those out and work to notice when they are triggered, notice when we're living according to them, um, noticing how is that affecting us? And it often is the fog on the mirror that is, you know, ourselves, like we're looking in the mirror and really looking at like our values and things we care about. A lot of that shedding is the learned stories or expectations or that like fog. And when we can kind of wipe the listeners, I'm like wiping my imaginary right now. <laughs> wipe the fog and understand like, who are we? You know, how can that help us shed things? Like, I don't know. There's so many, but um, the opinions of others or expectations of parents or what business looks like or what growth or impact, you know, so um, it can be a way to identify how do I shift out of this um, more towards the values I care about and that shedding piece. Um, yeah, also helps us like set intentions around that when we can mm-hmm. name what's what is not working for us. We have more clarity on that too, as opposed to just having a goal that doesn't tell us more information about what we need or what we don't need. Yeah. And, and I feel like makes us more powerful in moving toward that intention because as we shed those layers, we become more authentically ourselves. And that helps us rather than I'm like envisioning this idea of like, you know, like trudging through mud to reach this goal because you're just like, it's not, I don't know, it's not aligned with you. And so you're just like pushing through all this resistance because it doesn't really fit with who you are. Whereas when we can shed that, it feels like there's this sense of almost like what you said before, more of that expansiveness and that excitement and that lightness um, because we're not burdened by all the, you know, or maybe as much of the stuff that we've just taken on. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a um, episode that you had that talked about choice making mm-hmm. and like being in alignment with our choices and shedding can also be a choice that we make, right? We can also choose to not. And especially if we have something we're working on or anything that we are putting time and energy into, and then we're being met with comparison or feelings of not enoughness, we can also choose to like feed that or choose to not and come back to our values. And so I think the shedding piece again, helps us, um, yeah, like be in alignment with what we don't want to feel if that doesn't feel good to compare ourselves and how do we come back to kind of centering and reminding ourselves what we are doing or what does feel right for us. Um, so there are choices we make when we don't do something too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. So tell us, help listeners understand how, like what are, what's an exercise or a thing or something to think about if we want to start shedding some of these these beliefs, stories, values that aren't serving us. Mm-hmm. Coming back to feelings. So again, we thought it was not connected, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> How something makes us feel and using our body as wisdom for that can really help us understand like, is this me or is this fear or all this other pressure that I'm putting on myself? Mm-hmm. So Let's say, trying to think of an example, um, let's say we are wanting to launch something um, and it, it 
it's bringing up this pressure to be super visible so that there's everyone's seeing it. And that means the statistical pool is bigger for people that will, you know, mm-hmm. become a customer or whatever it is. Um, and how does that feel for us? Like, is that feeling frenzied? Is that feeling scary? Is that feeling pressuring? Is it, is it creating just like a lot of energy, but not the energy that is as exciting? It's more like very fear-based. Anxious, maybe. Um, anxious, yeah. And it's maybe not making us feel we're losing out on being curious and compassionate and we don't feel confident and like, where's that coming from? And the shedding can help us understand like, well, what's contributing to this? Am I just doing this because everyone else is creating this X thing? Mm -hmm. Is this something I want to do? And if so, why is it about community? Okay. Then that's something that we can explore. Is it just about what you should or ought to be doing? Is it just because that's the next step or, um, you know, just noticing what something is making us feel like, because especially with entrepreneurship and business and marketing, we want to feel excited to work on something and we're more likely to show up for it. Even if we're scared when we are aligned with it and we like feel really called to it and we're, maybe it's all we're thinking about for a little bit of time, but it's not coming from like fear and the frenziness. So I know it's a little nuanced because it has to do with how we know our bodies. And that can be hard if we haven't done a lot of work on that. But just being curious about how something makes us feel. Um, and is it creating, again, curiosity, openness, expansiveness, eagerness, excitement? Do we want to talk about it? Or is it like this date is coming and I just need to finish this so that... I'm growing or I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder once that's identified and we're like, oh shit, like I don't actually want to launch this or I don't want to launch it in the format that it is in. And there's a lot of fear here and that's why I'm doing it. Like, I guess my question is like, how do we then shed that fear? How do we shift that? Is that just that process of like, okay, now let's come back to our values or can you recommend like, I don't know, an exercise or something that we can use to shed out of that. Yeah, I think values definitely plays a role. And there's also more to that. Mm -hmm. Fear tells us a lot. I mean, it tells us what we don't have familiarity with. It tells us what the risks are. It tells us it's giving us information and sometimes our fear is valid and true and is speaking to something we may not actually feel aligned with. And sometimes it's just fear of like showing up in a way we haven't. And so I think validating the fear and really understanding where it's coming from. And if that fear is I'm really scared and I still want to do this because I it just, I thought about this for so long and I just visualize it being something that can be really impactful versus I'm really scared and I kind of wish I didn't have this book coming out because I don't actually find myself wanting to go to the coffee shop and write it. Mm -hmm. So noticing like, yeah, is the fear, the fear is always valid, but is it valid and we still want to choose to show up in the face of it? Or is it valid and it's telling us more about, mm, actually, I don't know if this is it. Yeah. 
Yep. I love that. Letting it, like we said initially, you know, like letting that feeling, that emotion give you information and and listening to it and letting it guide you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So then the third piece is inviting, identifying what you'd like to invite more of in and seeing how you can support yourself in welcoming this in. So talk to me a little bit about what you mean here. Yeah. So unsurprisingly, they're all related because (laughs) when we have, you know, the things that we really care about and then we're noticing, okay, this isn't helping me get towards that. Or yeah, I've been missing out on this part of life or my work that I do care about, but I've kind of lost it along the way and it's gotten foggy because of how I think I need to be. Um, And then we can identify that inviting in what we do care about and like inviting in what does matter to us. Um, And so I think an example of this could be my own self recently. And taking a little bit of a um, like creative break. And as much as I'm always going to be someone that has that mindset and wants to create and um, have offerings that I'm planning and all of that, it was just starting to feel like too much. And it was coming from a lot of those shows and ought to, and a lot of the comparison that I've mentioned today And so just taking a moment again for me to notice where that was coming from. And I was able to recognize like, I'm just feeling a lot and I need a break and I'm scared because what does that mean about what I'm putting out there and all of that. Um, And so inviting in meant like what I'm doing right now is enough. Taking a break doesn't mean anything and it will be good for me. I mean, it means more to me and what I need than meaning something bad about what I'm doing or that I um, can't, you know, work on offerings that I've been thinking about. So it can just help us recalibrate in a way and come back to what we do need. And um, kind of that enoughness for me was one example of we're doing well, you know, we're making an impact, we have connection and we're building community and and that's okay. Um, even if it's not the scale that I thought it would be or something like that, but just helping kind of come back to what we want to invite in. And, and I think those can be a lot of the affirmations that we tend to have mm-hmm. is what we're inviting in, whether it's enoughness or safety or okayness um, or abundance or any of that. So that can be a really with the framework of values, shedding, inviting feels like something we can do. We don't just want to identify what's not working because that doesn't equip us or mobilize us enough. Right. It feels like the way you're talking about it, which I love, it feels very like compassion based. Like how can we very compassionately recognize what we're feeling, recognize the values, what we want to move away from, and then very lovingly invite in what we need to hear or feel or be or do in that space and in service of that intention that we have for ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. Huge compassion person right here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we we all should be huge (laughs) compassion people because we need more of it. And especially around the same idea of setting goals or setting intentions, it can feel very compassionless. You know, it's that very like, I have to achieve this versus this feel, you know, if you don't get to this exact spot, 
that's okay. And that tells us something and you're doing amazing. And if you're not going as fast as you want to go, let's think about why, or, you know, remind ourselves that it's okay. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like many entrepreneurs lack that compassion because we feel like we're constantly having to work and do and show up. And we feel like maybe compassion isn't going to motivate us. You know, it's not going to be strong enough. It's going to weaken us when really, you know, I I think it can be a really powerful tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, fear is a hell of a motivator Mm -hmm. and it is not usually sustainable. Mm -hmm. So compassion can feel like that means I don't care that I won't do anything or I'll just lay in bed for five days. And if we're living on a fear mindset, yeah, we may at first because we've never given ourselves that space to rest. Though eventually compassion actually helps us show up for the things we care about when we just see ourselves as like humans and we're never going to have struggle and it's hard. And especially with business stuff, we're often only seeing, again, those like masculine doing, achieving and that really shuts down our nervous system. It's scary. Um, Mm -hmm. It does feel like things are never enough Mm -hmm. when our worth is, you know, what we're putting so much of our energy into. And especially with business stuff, like that's our livelihood. How can we not take it personally? Mm -hmm. How can we not compare when we're putting our full selves out there? And sometimes Mm -hmm. the pace is just the pace, but it doesn't have to mean more about us or who we are. It's just... And how things are. And it's a reminder to recalibrate and come back Mm -hmm. to like that enoughness or whatever we're feeling we need. So, yeah, I mean, from a neuroscience perspective, compassion like reduces our cortisol response. Mm -hmm. And so it can be a little, a little hack if you tend to, if anyone listening is feeling more of that fear and um, cortisol motivates us, but it's also going to burn us out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, such a, such a great point. And so such an important reminder for everyone listening and for all of us always. Um, as we start to wrap up this conversation, I'm loving everything you're sharing. Um, I wonder if there is one, one gem, one, if listeners walk away with nothing but this, what would that thing be? Yeah. What's coming to mind is like the little kids within us, because before we feel the pressures of the world. There are things we care about and things that we're curious about. And we sometimes lose that with, yeah, the systems of work or capitalism or any of that. And that can help us sometimes with values, especially if we're not sure, like, what are our values as a 30-something business owner versus like, what were my values at, I don't know, eight or 15 or any of that. And I know it can be hard to go back to those times. Um, But a lot of times we'll notice we still actually have a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. And play is one that for me, I come back to time and time again. And we all have play as kids and we lose that again because life doesn't always offer us enough opportunities for play or it feels unproductive or silly or um, 
whatever judgment we hold about it. And so just coming back, I think, to exploring yourself a little bit and zooming out and looking at ourselves and seeing if any breadcrumbs, you know, fit who we are now or what's missing now Mm -hmm. and using that as the inviting. I love that. Such a good idea. Get back to who you were. I think about this all the time before the world, society, parents, other people made you who you are. Mm -hmm. It's a really powerful practice and something that's probably not going to come to us right away, but it's a beautiful thing to just bring ourselves back to, you know, every once in a while, like who was I and how can I get back there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Hmm. Well, I'm thank you. About that too. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's all talk about that. Um, let's let's shift gears actually here and um, tell us what you're getting intentional about right now. Absolutely. Play and joy and fear in a way of things I'm scared of but want to do. Mm-hmm. And I live in a mountain town and there's a lot of outdoor rec and there's a lot of things I haven't done because I'm scared. Um, And so really showing up for those, um, whether it's ice climbing or backcountry skiing. Um, And with work, it's community. And that's something I've been wanting to focus on. And again, the pressures have taken me elsewhere. And so my intentions right now are really building community And that looks like some group work coming up this spring, um, but also with my personal life. Love that. I feel like those are all things we can all think about and remember and bring into our lives, community, play, fun, and just enjoying life and the people that are in it around us. Mm -hmm. For sure. (laughs) And where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Yes, I am on social at Joanna Talks Feelings. My website is joannatownsend.com where I have offerings listed and blogs and some mental health freebies and guides. And those are my two. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us. I love all of this, all of this and I know our listeners are going to love it too. Thank you, Jessica. This was super fun and helped me also do some self-reflection as we're processing together. Right. It (laughs) always does. Always. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.